Welcome back to the Game Chat Podcast Friday, September 15th. It's 8.30 in the morning on a Friday. We are, uh, we're, we're, we're alive. I have this gif of these two guys, two pretty big guys, and it says Friday, and they're skipping around in a circle, and it's like sped up, and then they just, then they like, it's almost like a huddle, and then they break, and then one of them runs towards the camera and shakes his head, and he's like, ah, and it's like, Friday. That's what <laughs> I feel. That's, that's how I feel right now. That's what you feel today. That's what I feel So right true. Now. I love it, yeah. So, um, so we got true. Mitch, Cole, and... Eli in the building today. No Reed, which is a bummer. Reed's actually gonna he's gonna join us. He's out on the golf course working right now. Not on the golf course playing. He didn't ditch us to go play golf. He's working. All work and no play makes Reed a dull boy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna be calling in to give us his picks here in a minute. But we got a a lot to cover today. We're gonna be recapping week one by giving some of our overreactions. We're gonna be discussing if we think these are overreactions or not. It's kind of our Week one tradition that we do every year. We're going to be reacting to these week one games and, yeah, basically just saying, do we think this is a an overreaction or do we think this is going to be true for the rest of the year? We're going to give our picks at the end of the show. We're also going to attempt to do our power rankings. Um, that's going to be an interesting conversation. I'm, I'm very interested to see how it goes because doing power rankings after week one is almost impossible. Um, I say it every year when the AP poll comes out that I hate that we do preseason college football rankings and it's almost the same thing for the NFL. Like you, you it's, it's just impossible to do. Uh, and then we also have stock up, stock down. So it's going to be a fun show. I'm excited for this boys. Um, let's do a quick recap of last night's game, Thursday night football between the Eagles and the Vikings. And pretty much the two main storylines in this game were the Eagles rushing attack and the Vikings turnovers. Did, did I did I sum that up correctly, boys? Yeah, I think so. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by the Eagles' running prowess. This it, last game. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, twenty eight carries, one hundred and seventy five yards, and a touchdown. Pretty solid for him, who was not supposed to be their their main guy. Kenny Gainwell was out this week. Do you guys think that that Swift like starts to take over for Gainwell because Gainwell was out, or? I think it's still a committee there. I mean, they got four guys who are running backs who people have heard of. Um, I think he's going to have another, probably another game like this, though. I think they really like running the football right now. Um, but I'm not, I don't think he's going to lead the NFL in rushing. That's going to be clipped. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, to be honest, they didn't share, even last week, they didn't share the ball as much as I thought because I, I knew that they said they liked Gainwell kind of as their one, but um, they didn't, they don't, none of those guys are really workhorse backs. And so I kind of thought they would all get a little more even playing time, but Gainwell got the ball a lot more last week than I thought. And then Swift getting like 25 carries was, was insane. And um, so yeah, I, I think it's still a committee. But I think last week was more of an outlier than this week for DeAndre Swift. He only had one he had one carry for three yards and then like a catch for zero yards last week. And He's probably gonna be closer to honestly in the middle. Like I bet yeah. the rest of the season the average is like ten to fifteen carries a game, not yeah. twenty five no, or not. He'll, one. He might never get to twenty again, but I think he'll I think it's like I think he'll have at least double digits on a regular basis. And I think also what surprised me is Boston Scott and Rashad Penny combined for eight carries. Yeah. Like that's the that's the other weird thing. It's not only did they use a workhorse, but they have two other guys who have been capable running backs in the league have 
nothing. And then on the other side, the the Vikings rushing stats, Ty Chandler had one carry, Alexander Matt for zero yards, Alexander Madison eight carries, twenty eight yards. Their rushing game was non existent. And and this is seems like it's what it's gonna be the Vikings this year. And and maybe it was what this Vikings team has been last year too. We they just won a bunch of close games. But I mean, Kirk's gonna put up some incredible numbers. If you just look at box score, Kirk Cousins, 31 for 44, 364, and four touchdowns. And I mean, all the the, the top three wide receivers on his team, they're, they're going to have good weeks almost every week for like fancy football. I mean, Justin Jefferson, 11 for 159. He had a bad game and went 11 for 159. <laughs> you have Jordan Addison caught another touchdown. That's his, he had 72 yards and a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson, 7 for 66 and two touchdowns. Like, you're going to play all three receivers in the in fantasy and and feel confident about about what you're going to get from them because their defense is just bad. Yeah. I think we also see just how good Dalvin Cook has been the last few years. Like they the Vikings have showed, I mean they were also playing from behind so they're not going to run the ball a ton, but they don't have a run game and they never even planned on it. They're like we're lucky Dalvin Cook is good enough that if we just give him the ball, then he's our run game. But then when you take that away, it's like there's a Dalvin Cook shaped hole in that offense that Alexander Madison cannot fill, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's I think that's become evident, and I think they know that. Um, but I think also though it felt like this game was a blowout. This was a one score game, and um, huge fumble by Justin Jefferson out of the end zone, which is a dumb rule. The touchback, yeah, such um, one of the dumbest. Um, such a dumb rule. But that was, I mean, that's a six point swing right there, at least maybe ten. And then also the, I forget, I want to say Brandon Browner, but I know that's the Seahawks corner, but I think his last name was Browner, fumbled the punt return at like the 20-yard line. That's another seven, uh, 10 point swing right there. So I think, and I think you're, Minnesota's defense is not good. Their run game's not good. So I don't think, I don't think they're like a top 10 team this year. I just don't think they have the uh, DNA for that. But I think this game could have easily gone Minnesota's way if, they don't make those big mistakes. Yeah, that's what Mitch. Do you think are are you worried about Philly in their in their two performances this year? They they win both games, but but by five to a Patriots team who I don't think any of us think is incredible, and by six to a Vikings team who same thing. I don't think any of us. Cole just said they're not a top ten team. Are you worried at all about the Eagles? I don't think I am. Like they were up twenty seven seven at one point. I mean, then yeah. they kind of just crumbled towards the end of the game. If they figure that out. I think they're still the top team. So, yeah, I think <laughs> I I think that the way you phrase that, I think so, is probably what everyone is thinking right now. It's like I, I, we shouldn't be worried about them. They're two and zero, and they're not really fluke wins. I mean, even though you said they had turnovers, but but like Mitch was saying, it was twenty seven. I think that game is different if it's closer. You know, the Eagles probably played a little bit different. Yeah, they were consistently running it on like third and eight right like they just and obviously we talked about it. they ran the ball a ton i think i think if it's if the vikings kept up with them i think they would be airing it out just a little bit more i think though that might be indicative they they might not be as comfortable with their passing game this year as they have been true they definitely they, they definitely aren't yeah. but the thing is i'm looking at their schedule i mean they play they go monday night at tampa next week you get the commanders the rams and now a jets team who's not scary yeah so you're probably six and zero heading to the Miami game on Sunday night, which that's going to be electric. Yeah, but then and then they and then they go Commanders again, and then they hit their 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 tough part of their schedule. They go Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas. 
that's brutal. Probably the toughest stretch of games you could play. But that's that's week nine. They have a bye week. Uh, 11, 12, 13, 14. So they have so much time to get to where they need to be, which is why, yeah, I don't I don't think I'm worried about them. I think they're going to be able to figure it out by the time they get to those teams. They, they probably lose two of those games, at least one of them. But I don't know. I'm not worried about them, you know, missing the playoffs or anything. No, I think I think I like San Francisco, though. And maybe this is an overreaction, probably week one and a half. <laughs> but I think I might, if I had to, I mean, gun to my head, I think I'd choose San Francisco over them right now. I just think. Yeah, we can get to this in power rankings. Yeah. yeah. But I think, yes, they don't look like the dominant Eagles. Yeah. I think they look a little, they look, I think they're closer to the last year's team, but the year before the team, the year before team where they ran the football a lot, they look a lot, they kind of look like that a little bit to start where they're very talented, but they're running the football a lot. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get into some week one overreactions. So I think I will do this instead of just recapping every game, because honestly, by now, if you, if you're listening to, to, to our podcast, you're you've probably consumed other NFL content recapping week one. You know what I mean? So you're not looking to us to to recap every game for you. So we're gonna give over reactions and we can kinda of talk about the games as we go. Um do you do you guys have one that that we want to start with? Let's just throw out statements as overreactions. Bengals are cooked. Yeah, my 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 first one was Bengals or Bills won't make the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's an overreaction. You think it's an overreaction? So I, definitely for Cincinnati. I think Buffalo. We can get into that if we want. But Cincinnati, they just always start slow. Yeah. So Bengals lose twenty four to three at home. Uh, Joe Burrow played absolutely horrific. Mm-hmm. It was. It is. I mean, fourteen for thirty one, eighty two yards. Awful. Um, T Higgins no catches, which was tough for a lot of people in fantasy football. Eight targets. Eight targets, no catches. Yeah, and you know, I don't like to make the weather excuse. Was pretty, pretty crappy weather. Uh, and then you have the Bills losing uh, Monday Night Football to the Jets after losing Aaron Rodgers. Eli, what do you have to say about your sweet prince and his performance? I mean, Josh Allen's always been. A gunslinger. Um, that's just who he is. He can't grow out of it. Can't uh, help it. Yeah, he can't help it. Um, if I had to... It's tough because, like, I think Diggs still had a good game. Like, when they had to do... When they had to make a drive, he'd just target Diggs and it worked. Yeah, 10 but, for 102 in the touchdown. Yeah. But, like, as a whole, like, their receiving core... Is I can't oh, I can't really tell if it's a receiving court like those shots that Allen would take that were picked off, like the coverage was pretty tight and then the ball wasn't even like that good and so like I don't even know what the overreaction would be because I don't even know if it's like is it like the receivers the receiver just like sucked or Josh Allen just have bad passes I don't really what what if it's just like the Bills are not the Bills aren't going to make the playoffs. I, I mean, I think that is. I think it's an overreaction, especially now that uh, I mean, I guess Aaron Rodgers being out, they still beat the Bills. <laughs> but um, I still think, even though losing to the Jets week one, I think the Bills can still can still win this division. Um, it'll be tough. Um, especially the Dolphins looked really good. 
Jets defense is insane. They don't even need Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I'm not too worried yet because it's only one game. I sounded a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried. For someone who's not worried, that sounded worried. <laughs> one, one thing, I'm looking at a 2022 week one, and then four teams who made the playoffs, all four won a playoff game, two made the a- a- their championships. Lost. Week one. To bat, like, Niners lost by nine to the Bears. Yeah. Uh, Bengals lost to the Steelers. That was another game where Burrow threw, like, three picks. Mm-hmm. Jags lost to the Commanders. Mm. And then Cowboys got killed by the Bucks. So. Huh. And then also the Eagles. Good research, Cole. Good job, buddy. Eagles won by three against the Lions. Giants won by one against the Titans. So, I think week one is, it's not. It's week one. I think yes, is, but this is fun yeah, to, oh, to totally. overreact. But I'm just kind of for yes. Eli's Bills. Yes. And maybe our Seahawks. It's yeah, good. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's That was another one is Seahawks are dead. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's it's not an overreaction to say we're dead. Or it is, <laughs> it's, it is an overreaction to say we're dead. Sorry. Yeah. That's an overreaction. But... To say concerned is not. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's not. Um, Because, I mean, that first half, it felt like we were kind of going to pull away there in the second half. And then worst second half of all time, we have like three total yards on offense. Yeah. I mean, it was it was 14 plays and four punts. Yeah. Like that's just that just can't happen. No, especially for an offense that's supposed to be pretty good. And then. I mean, the the bright spot is you you bottled up the run. Like Cam Akers had one of the worst stat lines of all time. I mean, twenty two for twenty nine is awful. Yeah, that is so comically bad. But then you have two two Atwell and Puka Nakua. Like, what the heck? If those guys are beating you, and and it, we we really need Devin Witherspoon to yeah. play because did you see Tariq Woolen had like the best corner stats in the league. Really? He was like he he played every snap and was targeted like once for five yards, and so that's like, well, they put up three hundred thirty four yards passing, and if only five of them went to one corner, that is a problem for yeah. everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think a, I think a combination of that though is we don't have any pressure. Uh, we had zero sacks, and that's the same that's old story. The same old Seahawks mm-hmm. defensive wise for yeah. the last three years. Yeah. Um. Also, we lost our two tackles. Yeah, that probably hurts. That's the most. I think the biggest concern. Yeah. Both guys who are probably supposed to take big, like who are supposed to take pretty big steps forward this year. I think the there was there was like smart football guys that I listened to in the offseason. that were like these two are Charles Cross for sure. Like is a top ten tackle already yeah, in yeah. football, and to lose both of those guys is is very tough. Yeah. I think like yeah, ideally you're looking at two twenty million dollars twenty million dollar tackles. Right. what you're hoping, and then. Both of those guys to get hurt. We signed Jason Peters to the practice squad. Yeah, um, he's probably gonna play. Yeah, which I don't. I don't mind. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, why not? But I think I think you, we find out a lot about this team this week. Yeah, I think um, this is gonna be an interesting game. Yeah, because the Lions looked good. Mm-hmm. Or it didn't look good, but they beat the Chiefs. And yeah, you kind of know what the Lions are like, and they're gonna want to run the ball. I mean, twenty-one carries to David Montgomery. Last week, yeah, I think they want to throw on us though. After yeah, what they saw, right, I right. think they're going to want to throw. And it's I I think this it's funny because all off season the Seahawks were worried about their defense. It's like, did we boost our defense enough to to compete? And now week two, I'm already like, okay, well, can our offense 
score. Yeah. Know? And that's not a, it's not a great place to be in already is that you're you're switching and going back. So, I don't know. We'll see. Seahawks are – yeah, that's it's, it's going to be tough. Um, my next one, Browns win the AFC North. I think – I'd, I'd say that's an overreaction. Um, I don't think it's impossible, but um, I still think Cincinnati bounces back. And then I've been on Baltimore since for the whole preseason. I still think Baltimore – hanging around in that division and it's going to be a tough tough team if they stay healthy not winning 11 games so Eli what are your thoughts on the Browns Ravens obviously win against a a Texans team Uh, Steelers get blown out look awful at home to the to the Niners and then the Browns obviously beat the Bengals pretty badly I don't think them winning this division is I mean it's an overreaction but I definitely see a path just because I think if they do all right divisionally and then win all the games that they should, you know, they might be able to get an edge on like the Bengals by the end of the season. Um, but I am just in a constant state of skepticism when it comes to this Browns team mm-hmm. because the expectations are always super high. And so they won and they looked, I thought they looked pretty good, even though. You know, we saw the Bengals didn't look very good. Um, but, yeah. I, I think they'll be I think they'll be a tough team to beat. Um, but you but don't have them being, like, the favorites in that division. I, yeah. I don't think so. I still, I, think, I still think it's a little bit of an overreaction. Mitch, if you had to pick who is going to win that division today, who would you who would you pick? Um, I mean, I think I'm going to stick to the Bengals, but I really do want to choose the Ravens. Like, it's the toughest division, so you don't really know what's going to happen at all times. Like, the Steelers could end up winning nine games for all we know. But, like, yeah, the Browns, like, if they're, like, getting there, like, if they're actually legit this year, and they just made the Bengals look really bad, they could win, but, like, I think if I had to choose, I would still keep the Bengals because it's just week one. Like, they're only one game behind. Like, they have a lot of time to make that up. Do you want to know the odds for this division on FanDuel? I'd love to. Um, Plus 195 are the Ravens. They're the favorites. Plus 200 are the Bengals. So they're essentially the same. And then plus 220, they're the Browns. I think that's probably where it should be. So they're all pretty much the same. I mean... Couldn't you easily see Pittsburgh beating Cleveland Monday night, and then? Yeah, that's that's the thing. If if Pittsburgh beats Cleveland Monday night, it's it's everything is like okay. Well, and then if Cincinnati beats Baltimore, then they're all tied. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I don't know. I Cole, you've been high on Baltimore all year, and I the the Dobbins injury obviously sucks. He's probably never going to play football again. I know it's a real bummer. Like, yeah, yeah. But I, they just man they. It seems like they have the past like two or three years have just fallen apart yeah. at the end of every season. Like, not just injuries, but I mean, most of them have been injuries. But it seems like they just they just limp to the finish line every single year, and it's tough to pick a team like that. I mean, the Chargers and the Dolphins are the same way, and that's just kind of who you're fighting between in the AFC right now. So it's I don't know. Like I said, I've been on the Chargers all year, so it's pretty hypocritical of me to say that about the Ravens. But yeah, that's just that's just how it's been this year. Um, next overreaction: the Lions are Super Bowl contenders. 
Mitch, is that an overreaction? Uh, not an overreaction. <laughs> we all know that. Um, yeah, they beat the Chiefs. I mean, they're probably the favorites still, the Chiefs. So, like, the Lions, they looked good playing them in Arrowhead. Is it still called Arrowhead? Yeah, I think so. Sure. Okay, like, I've seen, like, Burrowhead. it called other things. <laughs> I don't know. Burrowhead. I don't know. Uh, I, I'd be like, I think, like, they looked good, like, every part of their team looked good in that game like obviously there's like stuff to fix but like i think they look good in all areas they're like the rookie draft picks they all looked well yeah it's so, wild that they're still the chiefs are still the favorites even though they lost week one but yeah i think you know no chris jones and no travis kelsey's that's not an asterisk yeah no it's not an asterisk. that was used twice yeah i know this 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 weekend thursday night and monday night it's football that's kind of how it ha- i mean there's like so many it, most games come down to like two or three plays well how funny is it that like the chiefs have an injury and all of a sudden it's an asterisk but when everyone else has injuries it's like well their players need to stay healthy yeah. but as soon as the chiefs have players out it's like well <laughs> they usually play with injuries off yeah. so but i do think they win that game if Kadarius tony catches one of those two balls sure but that's balls. football yeah no exactly yeah, yeah they're you know they're they're still the odds on favorite to win uh mitch lions fourth in the nfc now hey they look good i think that's probably where they should be right like yeah behind uh the the cowboys eagles niners yeah yeah hey, i don't hate it um my next one was jordan love is the guy i don't think that's not an overreaction i thought he looked good i, I mean it was the bears but like he went 245 and three um, without his number one, without his, yeah, without his number one. So like, he gets him back. He's also learned from Rogers for like what three years now. So, I think he has what it takes to be good. Do you know who their leading receiver was? Without looking it up, um, it wasn't, wasn't Dobbs. Wasn't Dobbs? He was fourth. Yeah, he had, only, oh. he, had he had four for twenty six and two. I was couldn't it, even name any of their targets besides it, like him, Aaron Jones. Was it Jones? Aaron Jones was two catches for 86 yards. Wow. Guess who was second and third? Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave and Jalen Jaden Reed, two Jayden rookies. Reed. Wow. That's impressive, man. No, no Watson, like you guys said, but the fact that he didn't just pepper dubs. Like, I mean, he only had, I think the thing that scares me though. I'm being honest. I don't think it is a real overreaction. I think Mitch is probably right. Like, he looked good. 15 for 27. And and it is against the Bears, yeah. who aren't good. I, I think, I don't know. This, we'll, we'll get to it in our picks, because, man, this is there, there's going to be some controversy in our picks later today with this, this next game. The Packers-Falcons game is the most interesting game of the season so far this week. I am so excited. One of the, those two teams have had possibly the most offseason hype in the nfc especially the falcons one of them is going to be two and oh and have a good win over the other one and one of them is going to be one and one and we're going to be like were they frauds because they played the bears or the panthers in week one and i'm i'm so fascinated to see what happens in that game but yeah i mean i don't know i i I was just looking like 15 they had they had i mean a a 51 yard gain from from aaron jones a 37 yard gain to musgrave a 30 yard gain to Jaden reed like those guys that we listed aaron jones two catches musgraves three Jaden reed two dobbs four 
Like it wasn't like they. He didn't like it wasn't an air raid. He, like he didn't. No, yeah. which I think is why. Like okay, the Bears win by or they 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 score thirty eight points. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, Jordan Love. Like that's crazy. He only had to throw. He only had fifteen completions. Yeah. So I don't know. Part it's, of me thinks that this is just a Bears team that isn't very good. So it's going to be interesting. They also Aaron Jones and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are all questionable going into this week. So and their left te- left guard Elton Jenkins. Mm-hmm. So I think as I say, is it Eglit- Egton Jenkins? I don't know. Um, Elgaton. Elgaton. <laughs> Not like a transformer. Um, Elgaton Jenkins, move out. So will be interesting. Next overreaction. You guys have one. I have a, I have a bunch more. So. Just go with yours. I like hearing them and reacting off the cuff. Staley is on the hot seat. Yes. Not an overreaction. In my mind, he's been on the hot seat. Yeah. That's fair. Like so so my my take about this game, I was kind of talking to you guys last night. I don't remember who was still upstairs. But 36-34, and we're acting like the Dolphins are the best team in football. 36-34. Like, I don't know. I think people, maybe it's because I picked the Chargers and I kind of want to will them to, to, to victory. But, I mean, the the Dolphins let up 34 points. Everyone's like, oh, the Chargers let up 36 points. Their defense sucks. The Dolphins let up 34. Like, I don't know. Just because, and, and I think it's because Tyreek Hill had 200 yards, so everyone's freaking out. And, and maybe everyone's tired of picking the Chargers. But... I mean, shoot, the, the, the Chargers had the ball with a chance to win the game. If they drive down and score, I think we, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a totally different narrative. So I, these two teams are very even in my mind. And I remember we were talking, I mean, if Reed's here, Reed, Reed, Reed picked the Dolphins to like go to the Super Bowl. It, this does not shock me at all. I think the Dolphins are the better team when everyone's completely healthy. We knew this Dolphins team was this good. They just weren't healthy last year. Yeah. So I don't know. I think there's a little bit of overreaction on the Chargers. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's the same old Chargers. They're still bad." It's like they had a chance to win this game and they scored 34 points. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I think you're right about them both being very similar. I think um, they're very top heavy. They're not. They're both not very deep teams, but they're very talented. Um, yeah, that's if that's they a stay good. healthy in the playoffs, I think they're real threats. Um, yeah, I mean, and but the thing about that that last two minute drill, the Chargers. I mean, did they gain a yard in their last two minute drill? They did not move the ball, so that was a little okay. Con- but it's the first two minute drive of the season. No, I, ex- yeah. I saw something like Herbert has like thirteen game winning drives. Yeah, it's, it's not like he's never done it before. Yeah, I think they're probably two points apart, two and a half points apart, and I think one of them probably's fallen off though due to injury by the end of the year, just because they're so. They're very thin. Yeah, so. I think you're totally right. But I d- it does that. That's I think what's made me mad looking at all these reactions and stuff from week one, or looking at other power rankings. And mine's pretty similar. But it's everyone's like, "Oh, Dolphins are now a top five team, and the Chargers are outside the top 10. It's like, "Whoa, we just watched them play. They went shot for shot with each other." So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I feel like kind of carried over from last year. I almost feel like people feel bad. For the Dolphins, they're like, well, if Tua wouldn't have had all these concussions and would have stayed healthy, they had a real shot at like making a playoff run. And then, so like, I almost feel like people feel bad and they're like, no, like they yeah. are really, really good. And it's like, yeah, they are, they are good. But like what you guys are saying, like they are, they are similar. And the margin in that game was really narrow. And it took Tyree Kill having an an insane Tyree Kill game yeah. 
for them to get to push over the edge just a little bit. So that's yeah. I think I yeah. think these teams are very close, and I like I do feel like all I've been hearing about is the Dolphins, like how good the Dolphins are. And it's like, well, they're barely better than the Chargers in that one game. And I think yeah, and I think that has to do like Miami was the team last year that lost due to like had injuries going into the playoffs, and so they looked okay against Buffalo and then the Chargers were the more healthier team and then lost a tough one against Jacksonville. And I think that's kind of like one team, one team stayed healthy and lost and one team didn't stay healthy and lost. And I think that's kind of, yeah, maybe the perception. And you guys are right. You guys both kind of said these, these teams are built very similarly where they are, they went out and and got guys Mm -hmm. like that was their strategy was to almost like an NBA team. They were like, let's just get stars or the Rangers. Yeah, with the Rangers, perfect, and it's 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 not sustainable like we've seen it, but it could be, I guess. Like if it, if it works, it's going to be it's 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 a great way to build a team if it works. That's how the Rams? That's how the Rams. Yeah, but but the Rams were had a combination of like they hit on on some draft picks and got the guys like they were deep at the right time. And they also were the sixth overall pick last year because those guys got injured. True, so. but I think these both of these teams like went out spent. And are not deep, and and they see that very quickly when they have injuries. So, um, next one, uh, my, it was kind of the same thing as Tua wins MVP, um, but I I think we're all kind of on the same page. Like that's not an overreaction if he stays healthy. A lot of these dolphin takes you can you can caveat very easily. Just be like, yeah, if they stay healthy, sure, I can see it. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. That's the problem with week one. Is yeah, they they were healthy. <laughs> great <laughs> now I, I always go back like kyler was the mvp of the league for the first eight weeks two years ago yeah like and they were like the team was also like eight now yeah like yeah two weeks yeah and the ravens were the best team in the in football Everyone, like that was people's favorite team so i mean a lot changes even in the first after the first eight weeks a lot's gonna mm-hmm. change it's a lot to do with staying healthy and what's sustainable so. yep remember last week not last week last year I think the Bills went three games, like the first three games, without punting the ball. Yeah, and they looked like they were they looked like they had just like the easiest path to the Super Bowl. People were comparing them like the Warriors, <laughs> like they're like they're just so loaded. Every like it's just it, yeah. it's football. A lot's gonna happen. Uh, Giants are the worst team in the NFC East. Overreaction. I was gonna say overreaction, but I kind of like the Commanders, so I don't know. I'm gonna say overreaction. I think they're probably still. Mitch, you were pretty quick. Do you not you're not you're not bought in the commanders? No. They barely beat the Cardinals on the road. Are they commanders were home team? Yeah, commanders were home. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like the Cardinals had a chance to they had a chance to win it, right? Yeah, I think they had the ball. Like with two minutes left. Yeah, dogs. Like just... you don't want to be in that situation. They and, like say you're like better than a team who like didn't play well in week one, but like the Cowboys also looked unstoppable week one. I think the Cowboys would have beat any team this week with how they played. Them and the Niners might have been close, but like, yeah, they played the best this week. The um, the Cardinals went into the fourth quarter in the lead. Yeah, yeah, they the, the Commanders scored ten points in the fourth quarter to to win. Yeah, I. I don't know. I yeah, personally I'm I'm kind of with Mitch. I I don't really believe in the Commanders. I'm actually pretty low on the Commanders and I believe in Dable as a head coach, so I think that that they'll be fine. Um I definitely not where they were last year, the Giants, but I don't know. I I I don't think the Commanders are that good, so I think uh 
the Giants play Arizona this week, so it's going to be Arizona goes Commanders Giants, so it might be a good little test to see. Yeah, I. But don't you think like okay, if the Giants, even if the Giants blow them out, aren't everyone's just going to be like, well, they they're still pretty mid. No, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a great measure of how good the Giants are. It's more just a measure of kind of like Giants versus. But I kind of think that's what they are. They are mid. They're a mid team. Like Mm -hmm. they went nine, seven, and one last year, and that was like best case scenario for them. I think they're probably around five hundred. Yeah, yeah. And they squeaked a playoff win against a team that most people were kind of convinced were a little fluky yeah so and so all right how about bears are the worst team in football uh, again and justin fields is not a starter in the nfl i think that's i think it's a little overreaction um but man that's a real bummer if you're chicago going into a game that you thought you had it you were favored i think right yeah uh no one point one point it was a one point spread and you thought you had a real shot to go in there and be like we're here fields is the guy and you just get boat raced like you're concerned for sure and you're probably concerned about i mean you might have that number one pick you might have a top five pick again which would be a real bummer yeah look i'm a i'm a justin fields guy i know eli you are too um, I remember we we've been pretty pretty adamant that Justin Fields is be, like the second best quarterback in that draft for a I while. I think so. I think so too. Yeah, I, but but man, the the part that I'm struggling with, and I think it was cousin Sal who said this on Bills Pod, is like, is this the most excuses ever for a quarterback in his first two or three seasons? It's, it's really bad. starting to look like it. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've personally i've been out on quarterbacks way quicker even on bad teams i've been out on quarterbacks way quicker than than justin fields and i don't know i'm starting to my faith is waning on him because i i don't know i was always skeptical of him as a pastor and i was kind of thinking he was gonna he still can't i guess I, i was thinking this season was gonna be a season where he kind of figures out the passing game a little right. bit they went and got dj Moore. I, I them getting dj Moore. i don't think i don't think it's even close to like bills getting digs eagles getting aj brown dolphins getting hit like i don't think it's that caliber but he is he is a wide receiver one and that's something that they have lacked for a while yeah um so i, I don't think dj Moore coming was ever going to make that big of an impact um compared to like those other teams i just listed but um I think you thought it would make it some impact. Like he'd be able, he'd be able yeah. to pass the ball more. Like instead of just being him. Yeah, and that's I, I don't have a stat line in front of me, but DJ Moore was essentially a non-factor. Two for twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. That's not what you want to see after trading away the first overall pick. I know that it was, they got other things in that trade too, but still, that's they traded it so they could get a receiver, and that receiver is DJ Moore, and he was two for twenty-five. Yeah, the very yeah, it's just a. They play the Bucks too, who don't who have a sneaky good defense. Like I think people forget that the Bucks are a good defensive team, and so it's not like he has like a team like where he can maybe he'll throw for three hundred yards or something and be able to show that he can do. It. He's going to have a tough a tough week going again. And yeah, I just I'm just I'm concerned if I'm a Bears fan right now about Justin Fields because you'd want him to be the guy. I think you think he can be the guy, but. You gotta win some games. You start gotta start winning some games, like Big Cat said. You can't just have moral. Vic- keep having moral. Yeah, it can't be these hypotheticals. Yeah, yeah, and it's also it's tough because, and again, maybe this is because I just like Fields. I want to see him do good. But um, if you look at the rest of their team, um, like their their running back room is is okay. Um, 
I guess. They have they have players that have shown in the past couple of years that they can have good games. Um they just got DJ Moore. Uh Trey Edmonds they got. I really like him. Besides that, I feel like there's not much else. And so when it comes to the Bears doing well this year, it's almost all on Fields' shoulders. And so him not carrying a crappy team is like like that's kind of the comparison. It's like everyone's like, oh, like they should be all right this year because of Fields. And it's like that's a lot on Fields' shoulders, which he is a quarterback. Quarterbacks most quarterbacks have a lot on their shoulders. But um so I even if they do end up being the worst team, and let's say they even like move on from Fields when his like contract runs up, like I could still see him going somewhere maybe sitting here then becoming a starter like i i think i think he'll be good he's gonna be desired for sure yeah i think if they move on from him this year they like pick caleb or something i still think fields is probably a starter on some team next year yeah so i i think uh what was your overreaction it was like the bears are the worst team and and fields isn't a starter by that like by the end of the season or just he just isn't a starter in the end like he's not starting caliber quarterback okay I think I think even if the Bears are end up as the worst team again, I, I think Fields still has a starting job somewhere. Personally, but they have they're so they they have a very interesting game against Tampa this week. I think that's what that's a big one yeah, for for probably. them. And then they go to Kansas City, which is going to be a bloodbath. But then they play Denver, so two games where they I would say they need to look competitive in those games to have a pulse. You you can you can just you can look past week one and just be like okay we have some stuff to figure out that's it's the Packers they've owned us but you gotta beat Tampa or Denver though you yeah no exactly you can't go you can't start on four and then they go Commanders actually so I'd say you need to win two of those three you, yeah. to, to 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 feel good about yeah. Fields and in this direction of this team I think I think one other th- they have not they paid two their two linebackers last year which. Yeah, historically is not the way to build a team. And then other than that, they do not have a lot of impact players on their defense. Like Eddie Jackson, who's old, old Yannick Ngakwe, who's pretty old. And then the other guy, the other guys are just kind of like, eh, player like Jalen Johnson, Jack Sunburn, like, yeah, guys you don't really know. So even on their offense too, man, like I know you like Cleo Herbert. He's not. Well, that's what I was saying is like the running back room is interesting because consist even as a whole, committee they're not going to be like consistent but we've seen that every once in a while herbert can have a big game or every once in a while Dante Foreman can have a big game but um but it's not it's not like a right he led the team out rushing yards factor. last week he did was, yeah. yeah and their and their receivers just aren't good like they're i mean i know we team. we talked about dj Moore, but he is if you are ranking receivers on talent or just how like 20th yeah, dj yeah. Moore. i mean sure he's that that makes him a wide receiver and 20th i think is generous i feel like it's probably closer to 30 yeah he's yeah in the 20s for I, sure. there's a, i can think of 20 wide receivers that i want over dj Moore. yeah he's interesting because he's not his like size or strength doesn't make him stand out his speed doesn't make him stand out his like route running doesn't really make him stand out like he's just kind of like good at a lot of things so like, he's a good all-around receiver but he's not he's not a receiver that's going to elevate your offense like a whole I think, rung on the ladder yeah and I think I, I think DJ Moore's a good player but I think ideally he's your 1B 1B maybe or like you have another guy on the caliber with DJ Moore and then like Khalil Herbert and Dante Foreman aren't gonna win you game like aren't gonna rush for 200 yards together or something that's gonna like it's gonna be a combination and Fields yeah Fields has to Fields does have a lot on his shoulders and 
it's just a bummer. I feel bad for Bears fans. Yeah, I, I think uh, both sides of the ball, but especially on offense, I don't think they're going to have very many games, like if any, where they're like, yeah, they dominated the trenches that game. <laughs> yeah, like, none. <laughs> that's, that's kind of, that's another big thing. And it's, um, yeah. All right. Watch, watch them go like 4-0. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next, this is this will probably be the last one, unless you guys have any other ones that we that we that you think I missed, but um Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield are competent starters and Ryan Tannehill is not. I actually don't think that's that much of an overreaction. I don't think it is either. I I think I think we'll see I think we'll see highs and lows with Baker. I think Baker had a really good game. I don't know if we're going to see that week in, week out. But um, Tannehill is bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, yeah. it should say something about their backups that Tannehill probably won't get benched, at least not for a while. <laughs> yeah, and I think if I think if Baker can play like he did, like if he can kind of accept that role, then, yeah, he's going to be – he's going to be – fine it makes that division a lot more interesting totally i mean they we this was kind of you know i was pretty low on the buccaneers going into this season but but baker was a big reason why i mean you still have evans and godwin in a solid defense over there it's the best weapons he's ever had baker yeah for sure i mean yeah and i mean i'm just looking at their their defense has players devin white levante david antoine winfield Jamal Dean, Shaquille Barrett, Vita Vea, like they're they're gonna they have yeah. a, they have a lot of that Super Bowl team still there. Yeah, they're, they're old, but they're they're, they're um like you said, they make that division very interesting. Yeah. If they're if they're decent, that division is, and I mean obviously the way that the Falcons looked, yeah, that division is gonna be interesting. I think as long as I, I don't think they're ever gonna command a game. I, I really wanted Rashad White to be good. <laughs> I think a lot I, of people did in fa- for fantasy did. football. Yeah. He is not. He's no. He's he very. He's very. He's very mid. He had. He had like a Cam Akers kind of stat line. It was. I don't. I don't know. I don't have it exactly. Actually, I can. Seventeen I for thirty nine. Yeah, it was two two yards to carry. Sean Sean Tucker, I think, will be the back there. He's good, out of Syracuse. Yeah, I think he. I think he's going to take over as the season goes on. Yeah, he probably could. You have Chase Edmonds there too. I, yeah, he Rashad White was thought to be he was he if you drafted Sean White and or uh, Rashad White in fantasy football, it was because he was going to get carries. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get that many carries. <laughs> no, and I I have him I have him in dynasty and I got him in one or two other leagues and I think he was like my third or fourth running back that I draft and I I, nev- I wasn't really confident having him in a starting lineup, um, in those like uh, redraft leagues, but. Um, yeah, it is it is interesting. And as far as like their team goes, if they're ever if they're ever in a in a position where they have to just kind of run the clock and command the game, I don't have a lot of faith in them to do that. I think all their games are going to be kind of close unless they just absolutely blow the doors off someone and just keep throwing the ball a ton or whatever, but um but yeah, Rashad White looked very mid and all the reports in the offseason out of training camp was that he was like pretty much the number one all along like they were like yeah they're like yeah they're like it's Rashad White it's Rashad White and so yeah they have a big game against Chicago this week and then Philly on Monday night that's gonna be fun and then New Orleans and that New Orleans game's gonna be a big test for that division just kind of see where they stack up so yeah Buccaneers Buccaneers got a whole lot more interesting than I thought they were going to be this year so um all right anything else 
Um, Good win for the Raiders. Did we want just about Tannehill? Yeah, they lost a real winnable game because of Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's the worst he could look? I'm just, like, just I'm trying to process like because if he looked, if he had one less pick or he had one competent, like one good play, they win that game. I just don't think he's looked good the past couple of years. No, I agree. So that's my problem. Yeah, I mean, is that the worst he? Is that what you asked? Is, is that it, the worst? Is that the worst he can look? Because it's gotta be. I mean, it would be tough. He, to look. he can definitely look better. Yeah, but yeah, I just don't think he's that good. Yeah, I, he he could also stay exactly the same all season. Yeah, that's kind of. I think I'm, it'd be tough to throw three interceptions every game. Like, every, I mean, yeah, that, that is. Tough, but, but if but, that's what you're banking on, if that's what you're, I, that's that's my problem. Is it seems like that's kind of what people's attitude is. It's like, well, Tannehill can't throw three picks every game. He can't be this bad every game. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, how much how much better are, are you hoping he is? Because that's where I think he's limited. I don't think he has a high ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you want to win games, you're like if we can get less than three picks a game a week, we'll be fine. It's like that's their team is not structured to the like if we can just give away the ball two times or less, we'll win most games. It's like I don't. Yeah, I don't, and there's a lot of teams that are like or people that are like, oh, their defense is really good. I don't think the Saints' offense is that great either. So yeah. that's what I'm also kind of worried about. Is okay, yeah, your defense looked good, but are, are we sure they're that good? Yeah, and and I think I personally think Vrabel is a good coach, and I think there are going to be a lot of games where um, the Titans just outcoach another team. But I think there's going to be plenty of games where the Titans are just outplayed and out talented. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just it, it does there does come a point where it's like it doesn't really matter um, how good your coach is if the other team is just that much better and has competent coaching. Do you think uh, Levies or Willis is the first? Is the isn't they put in a new quarterback? Isn't Willis the? Uh, I think Levy's was on the practice squad. Oh, was he really? No, because they would have had to drop him, wouldn't they? No, I think he was on the practice squad. He was like that third quarterback that suited up, you know. Oh wow, Levy's—he's the third on the death chart, but that could just be a rookie thing. I think it'll be Willis if they make a mid-season change. You think? I think I heard he looked good in camp. So, and you drafted him before, so on, I don't know. Your your clock on him is a lot shorter, or not a lot, shorter than 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 Levy's. Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone was expecting Levis to play at all this season, just because yeah. his. We all know he's like very raw, which also I think I think as a viewer of football, I think it'd be so cool to see Will Levis run out on the field and be like, "We have no idea what we're gonna get." <laughs> but I, I think as an organization, that's not what they want. I think Willis, you have no idea. Willis is pretty, yeah. yeah. Willis I mean, is pretty yeah. similar. They're very similar. Yeah, guys. exactly. Really they were cool. just hoping one of them hit. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's do. Do we want to do? Let's do a little break from football. Let's do stock up, stock down. Anyone got a stock up, stock down? I'll start. Um, stock up. Are the Braves one of the best teams ever? Have you seen their lineup? Yeah, it's I, ridiculous. They're hitting like two seventy five as a team. Um, they're they're they've won ninety five, ninety six games now. Like they're, they're 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 ridiculous. They're really good. Ronald Acuna might be the first player ever to have a. There's only so this is crazy. I don't know if you guys knew this. There's only th- four players ever to have a 30-30 season in baseball. 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. 
Um, a Rod did it on the Mariners. Alfonso Soriano was the last player to do it in 2006. Ronald Acuna hits a couple more home runs. I think it's two more home runs. He has a 30 70 season. <laughs> 30 home runs, 70 stolen bases. Julio also I think did. He has 36 homers, too. Or 40 40. Sorry. Yeah, Th- that's I what I meant this whole 40. time. Could be 47. It's 40 40. Yes. Sorry. Only four players ever in the 40 40 club. Um, 40 home runs, 40 stolen bases. Barry Bonds did it. Jose it's Jose Canseco, Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, and Alfonso Soriano. And if Acuna hits three or four or more home runs, he'll have 40-70. No, that is un-freaking believable, 40-70. Right, they're, they're ridiculous. Um, the thing that the, just worries me about baseball is such a crapshoot once you get to the playoffs. Like, the Dodgers, how many games did they win? 109 last year? Yeah, something like that. Like, and then they lost to the Padres, who were a wild card team who snuck in. Like, it's just like I, just their lineup, though. Just can, oh, yeah. I mean, look. So Matt Olson, fifty-one home runs, one hundred twenty-eight RBIs. You have Austin Riley is like their five hitter, thirty-five home runs. Marcelo Zuna is their six hitter, thirty-four home runs. Ozzy Albies, their contact hitting second baseman, twenty-nine home runs, ninety-three RBIs. <laughs> you have Michael Harris is their nine hitter, has sixteen home runs and fifty RBIs. He's hitting two ninety-one. Is their nine hitter? Oh, it's that ridiculous. is freaking unbelievable, man! They are so, so good right now. And then you have, I mean, Spencer Strider. I know we were talking the other day; like he's kind of having a down year for Spencer Strider. He's a three seven three RA seventeen and five. There's he's got two hundred sixty strikeouts. I mean, yeah, that team is unreal. You have you have AJ Minter in the bullpen too. Kirby Yates is their closer. Yeah, that team is that team is unbelievable. They're so freaking good. Made me think about what are the couple of the best teams that I've seen uh, just in my life huh. or recently. I had 2013 Seahawks on there, 16-17 uh, Warriors, 2018 Red Sox. They were loaded. Yeah. Didn't realize how loaded that team was. You had like Chris Sale, Nathan Evaldi, who's the number one on the Rangers right now, was their number five in their Rick rotation. Rick Parcello won the Cy Young yeah. that year, and he was like, there's like everyone else yeah. on the team, and then Rick Parcello <laughs> Rick had. Rick you had... I mean, uh, like a Xander Bogarts and Rafi Devers were like twenty. They were like they're like bottom of the. Uh-huh. And then I had uh, didn't uh, sorry didn't JD Martinez hit like three hundred and forty home runs? Yeah, and then like they, he could have won MVP and moved. Mo- yeah, they had the top two um, MVP finishers on that. And then team. like Steve Pierce won like World Series MVP. Steve yeah, Steve Pierce. Pierce. Yep. Um, and then didn't realize how loaded this team was, but I remember watching them. Uh, 2018 Clemson oh, yeah. was loaded. Was that the team that they kind of just destroyed Alabama in the championship? Yeah, that was freshman year Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they had Travis Etienne, Hunter Renfro, T. Higgins, Justin Ross. Um, I'm looking through all the other teams. Christian Wilkins was on that team. Was that that um, D-line? Dexter with Lawrence, Clean oh, Cle- yeah. Farrell. Um Trayvon Mullen was was a corner on that team. They had Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, that team was. They were fi- the first fifteen and O team in in college football history. They also and, had like AJ Terrell too, right? Yeah, they were. Oh wow. Um, they were fourth in the country for points scored. They had forty four points a game. Uh, first in the country in points allowed thirteen. Jeez. So their average score was forty four to thirteen. <laughs> that that team is freaking unbelievable. Um, and it was freshman year, Trevor Lawrence. 2019 LSU and 2020 Alabama. Yeah, 
Yeah. I've, I just like 2001 Miami. Like that's that of like if their offense never scored, they would have been eight and four. <laughs> that is so stupid. <laughs> I love stats like this. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, crazy. All right. Any other stock up, stock downs? Um, Stock down. Most American car companies. Uh, Ford, GM, and I had to look it up. Uh, Stellantis is basically Chrysler and another auto group that joined. Their uh, employees officially went on strike. Mm. Um, the United Auto The Workers. Summer of Labor, I've heard. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I hope there's some cool songs written about it or something. It yeah. seems like something that, that, that would happen in the 80s. Be like, yeah. Oh, the, the summer that all these things happened, we wrote a bunch of cool songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, the United Auto Workers Union wanted, like, I read somewhere, I think they wanted, like, a 40% raise. They were offered 20 and so they're holding out. They went on strike. So, stock down. The actual stocks of, uh, like, GM, Ford, Stellantis, apparently. I didn't know what that was, but Chrysler. Yeah. Buy low. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have a stock up. Humans. Um, this is obviously, I think this is, if I put a lot of money on it, I'd put it being fake. But did you guys see the picture of the guy in Mexico who said he found aliens? Yeah, that was the most fake. Oh, yeah. But if those things are real, I have zero concern about them taking over them. <laughs> I could take I, I could take a hundred of those easy. Because they were... Unless they, like, breathe fire or something, like... I can't believe, like, when that when that went was trending on Twitter, and I was like, okay, let's see what they got. And it was that. I was like, it's you've got to be kidding me. There's people think that that's real. Yeah. It, yeah, it's... You can say whatever you want about aliens, but the amount of people that have tried to reach for saying that they exist based on things like that is crazy. I think it's a bummer if you like want to actually scientifically get the answers of like what's out there. That takes a huge step back because that's a, it was a joke. Yeah, like that's what that's that's the only thing that that when people are like, you have to believe that aliens are real because the universe is so big, and and then things like that happen. It's like okay, well. Why don't we have more evidence that not saying they aren't real? You can believe whatever you want, but man, you'd think with everything else we have that you'd you'd be able to find some more concrete evidence than than that fake There's, ET model. Yeah. But if they're those are the aliens, and we're the, fine. Yeah, we're we're, to worry we're fine. About. The, all the stuff in the last like year or two of the government, like basically indirectly saying they're like, yeah, we found aliens and things like that like people are going crazy about that but i think things like this story from mexico are exactly why the government did that because then they're like all right people are going to listen to the kooky people more and then they're going to realize how kooky they are <laughs> and so by the government basically saying aliens are real less people are going to believe in it yeah I've, I've heard this guy the guy who like came, he's kind of a joke yeah like the alien community i know you guys are big in the alien community um, yeah we don't own him yeah so but that's stock up humans yeah all right, now I have a stock up. Well, this is just a little, um, I don't know what the stock up is. Me, golf. Um, this weekend, father-son classic. Me, Brock Olson, Sam Wick, Shane Barringer take on our fathers in, a, oh in the first annual 2023 father-son classic. So, our poor packs. Yeah, no, this is going to be a big one. This is just a big one for the ego. Um, you know. Are you expecting to win? Yeah. Yeah, expecting would be would be correct, but we'll see. It's handicap adjusted, and you know 
the 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 sons definitely have a lower total handicap than than the fathers. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting, but I'm looking forward to it. So nice, I'm yeah. Excited for you. Thanks. I'll report back and let you guys know how we do. But yeah, no, it's um, it's 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 big because this holds a lot of bragging rights. If if the the sons can't pull it out, so yeah, this event will probably be talked about within your guys's community for a long time. Oh, forever. Yeah. Like if you lose, you're never gonna get. That no, order. never will hear the end of it. Yeah. Nope, ever. And vice versa. If you win, you can hold that over your father forever. Forever. Yep. Until next year. But Until next year. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Let's do picks or power rankings. Which one we want to start with? Uh, let's do power rankings first. Okay. Power rankings. Okay. Do you guys have top tens? I did top 10. I, I put 12 10. just in case. There. Yeah, I put a few extras. You did top 10, Eli? Yeah. You want to read yours? Sure. Just all at once? Yeah, read yours all at once. I'll read mine all at once. Cole reads yours. Mitch, you, you can work on yours. Uh, and then we'll kind of just talk about the differences. I think that's easier for the listeners than doing the, okay, well, I have them at six and you have them at seven, but we have, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Should I go one to 10 or 10 to one? 10 to one. Should I do, what if I did like odds and then evens? <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 10, Detroit Lions. Um, just as a precursor, Chiefs are not on this list. Wow. wow. What? Wait, what? Okay. Maybe next week. Okay. So, wait. Mm, you go to yours and then I'll, I'll explain how I did mine. Okay. But I go. also. Just really fast explaining that pick. I don't think Detroit's that good, and they beat the Chiefs. Okay. So. Uh, nine, Green Bay. Eight, Jacksonville. Seven, Baltimore. Six, Cleveland. Five, Chargers. Four, Eagles. Three, Dolphins. Two, Cowboys. One, San Francisco. 49ers. So, okay. Before I do mine, it seems like yours is based a lot on just week one. Uh, largely. Yeah. Okay. So, the way I did mine was... Mine was... I, I kind of thought of, like... And I was explaining this to Cole, so maybe I should have explained it to all of you guys. But I did mine of if they were playing today, who would be favored? Okay. But but that's just ours are just going to be different based on how we did them. Yeah. Yours is probably how we should do them because that's that's more fair to this football season. But yeah, yeah my thought was I did mine kind of factoring in what we what we knew in the preseason. Yeah. I think regardless, these are going to change a lot week to week yes for a month yes yeah so mine was 10 browns i had chargers nine jaguars eight ravens seven lions six miami five dallas four chiefs three equals two niners one um mine's kind of similar to yours i have detroit 10 cincinnati nine cleveland eight jacksonville seven baltimore six miami five dallas four kansas city three philly San Francisco. We're the same top five. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I'm still. I I, I think Cincinnati's still a top ten team. Um, I had them at eleven. Yeah. Um, and then if I had the last three, I had Chargers eleven, Green Bay twelve, Buffalo thirteen. So, and I think Buffalo is probably favored against Green Bay, Detroit, Cleveland. Maybe like I think they're probably all favored against those teams that yeah. they're playing right now. But they look crappy against the team who just lost their star player so are you guys proud that i didn't put buffalo on my top 10 yeah i am thank you <laughs> i'm an honest man <laughs> all right i got browns 10 
Chargers 9, Ravens 8, Jags 7, Dolphins 6, Lions 5, Chiefs 4, Cowboys 3, Niners 2, Eagles 1. Wow. Wow, Eagles 1. Wasn't surprising that the Lions were in Mitch's top 5, but... Yeah, I saw it coming. They were lower than I thought they would be on that list, personally. (laughs) Yeah, I know... Power rankings will become, just for people listening, power rankings will become more interesting as we go on this season. The week one power rankings, I, you can't tell anyone they're wrong because, yeah. like Power rankings were like our best content, like mad at each other. Oh, for sure. They will life. be at, like post week three. I stuck my entire reputation on the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. You don't realize how high you are on certain teams until, that's my favorite part about our power rankings is when we, when we do them separately and you come into them. And you don't realize how high or low you are on teams until we do them. But yeah, like I said, it they're not super interesting the first couple of weeks because you can literally make an argument for whatever team you want. And yeah, I mean, Eli doesn't have the Chiefs in your top ten, but I mean, he can say to us, he's like, if they freaking lost to the Lions, and we would say to him, they didn't have Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones, and they won the Super Bowl. Or anyone you want to say, you can just go. It's Week One. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. All right, let's get to our picks. Um, Mitch, do you want to call Reed? Um, he's just going to read off his picks, but we need to tell him that the the Packers are no longer the favorites. <laughs> so, I don't know. How should we do this? I'm cool. You guys got him at the favorites. It's just like betting. But I had bet now, could I change it? But if they think they're going to win, now they're underdogs. I would like them plus the points. Yeah, I, don't think, <laughs> I think that's fair. I I think it's fair. We you, did our picks get, early. Yeah, if you get to your picks early enough, I think you get that luxury. Because well, I, I did my picks just now, and like I took Miami minus three, but you guys have Miami minus two and a half, and that's just me getting late. Hello, hello. Hey, put him on speaker next to him, Mike. Reed, what's up? What's up, fellas? Hey, so we have a we have an issue for it's really for me and you to discuss, okay? Okay. Um, the Packers we got we we had them as our locks right at minus one and a half. Uh huh. They're now plus one and a half. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's probably because Aaron Jones isn't going to play or Christian Watson. Yeah, yeah. That no, that's probably correct. Change, change my lock. To, uh, what's the spread for Detroit? Seattle. It's the Detroit minus four and a half. Change my lock to Detroit minus four and a half. All right. Reed has Detroit minus four and a half now. I did not know Aaron Jones and uh, Christian Watson are going to play. Underdog? You have the Raiders minus nine and a half. Um, okay. Mitch, put it up to the microphone. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh... Fuck. <sighs> okay. I think I'll rock with that, actually. All right, you got it. Okay. Sounds good. What time are you guys going to do it? Oh, we're doing the picks right now. You're on the podcast. Oh, am I live? Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, you've been live this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, anyway, I'm my lock. Uh, Detroit minus four and a half against Seattle. <laughs> are this you is... serious or are you messing with No, we're 100% serious. <laughs> That's serious. Uh, okay, well, yeah. Uh, Detroit, Detroit minus four and a half against Seattle. Seattle's missing their two starting tackles. Aiden Hutchinson's going to eat. That's that's that. 
underdog Raiders. I'm just taking the points. I don't like the Raiders taking the points. Now, what are my over unders? Um, your over is Detroit and Seattle, forty-seven. Oof, doubling down. Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> don't like that. Uh, can you guys change that <laughs> to uh, the Kansas City and Jacksonville game? Yeah, what can somebody get the over for me and for that one? I'll type it in. I think it was fifty-one. Fifty-one. Last one. Yep, fifty. Fifty-one. Yep, we're rocking with that. Travis Kelsey's back. It's a lock. If not, probably not going to hit, but that's fine. Yeah, I like uh, it. And then what was my under? Um, under was the Giants. Cardinals 39 and a half. Yeah, again. Those teams are both bad. Uh, Giants, everybody thought they were going to be exciting. Nope. Wrong. Daniel Jones, he sucks bad. Darren Waller, chronically injured all the time. Saquon's good, but that's about it. Uh, Yeah. And Arizona's defense did not look horrible. True. So, yeah, taking the under in that one. And then what did I have for my prime time? Miami minus two and a half. Miami minus two and a half. That's a lock. I mean, that offense, the Patriots suck. So, that's that. That's that's what we're rocking with this week. <laughs> Hopefully we can go 4-0 and again. 4-1. and 4-1. and <laughs> Infinite money if you bet on Reed's pick right now. Yeah, true. Huh? Infinite money if you bet on Reed's pick right now. I'm handing out free money. All right, Reed. Thanks for calling in. We miss you, buddy. All right. Miss you guys. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later. All right. All right. Those are Reed's picks for the week. Uh, As you said, he went 4-1 and last week. Pretty good start to Reed's picks season. Uh, All right. Let's just go through. We'll go around the room to give our picks. Uh, Three of us actually have the same lock. So I changed mine. I had Green Bay as well, but... I don't know. That line moves too much, and I did not know Aaron Jones was out as well as Christian Watson. Their their injury report, they're this, it's unspecified, so some of these guys might play, but there's a chance that David Bakhtiari, Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, Rashawn Gary, Elgerton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, and Quay Walker don't play. Yeah, so I'm going to stay away. Yeah. Yep, stay away. It's like their best player is minus Jordan Love. Yeah, we're going to stay away. So the me... Cole and Eli all have the Chargers minus three as our lock against the Titans. Boys, I I don't know. This line just looks too good to be true. It, it, it honestly scares me a little bit. Yeah, I feel like there's something we don't know. I, I'm going to fall for it. I, exactly. Hook, line, and sinker. I'm, it's, it's me. I'm scared we're, especially all three of us being on it. Yeah. I'm a little scared now that Tennessee's going to walk in and win by like 10. Mm-hmm. Like I believe in the Chargers much more than I do in the Titans, so I I hope it's I hope this isn't the soccer line of the week. Revenge game. Yeah. They're okay. mad that they lost the shootout. So now they're gonna Yeah. They're gonna score it's gonna they're gonna win like fifty to twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch, your favorite. I got the Giants minus four against the Cardinals. They're gonna bounce back this week. Okay. I like it. Uh, underdogs, Mitch, your underdog is you're sticking with Green Bay plus one and a half. 
I chose Green Bay last week. What if I choose them all 18, 17 weeks again? Oh, dear God. <laughs> new Bears. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're my new Bears. Eli, your underdog. My underdog. I have Indianapolis plus one uh, against the Texans. It's basically even. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked what I saw from the Colts. I also kind of liked what I saw from the Texans, so I'm not in love with this. But <laughs> um, uh, uh, Zach Moss is back. Um, I don't have the stat in front of me, but his last four games of last season, he averaged like 90 yards a game, and he had like a couple touchdowns. Um, and before he broke his arm, he was the clear starter uh, in that backfield. And so, so they get Zach Moss back. Anthony Richardson looked better than I was expecting. Um, I think they have an interesting little team, and so I'm basically taking them even against the Texans. Like it. Cool. Uh, I got Jets plus nine against the Cowboys. Um, I think that defense is good enough to keep them in it. Um, within nine. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. You know, they come off like their win against the Bills, obviously, but and obviously losing Rodgers, but this is, I don't know, this seems to be like, okay, how much are they going to let it affect them? You know, like, are, is their season truly dead? Did they win that game just because they were kind of riding off the high of like, let's win this one for Aaron? But yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting, really interesting to see what they are with their first real game with Zach Wilson. Like, are they going to let him take shots or are they just going to try to run the football and let their defense win it for him? Mm-hmm. Uh, my under or my underdog. Yeah. My underdog is the Washington commanders plus three and a half against the Denver Broncos. I, like I said, I really don't like the, the commanders this year, but I don't like the Broncos either. And if this line was three or two and a half, I wouldn't take it. But the fact that it's three and a half and I kind of get that extra, I don't know. I feel like the Broncos are destined to play in these close games and the commanders. Like, I think these teams are very similar. So I, I can just see it being a very close game and I'll take the, the, the hook of the three and a half. So my over is going to be Indianapolis and Houston. Like Eli said, I, I wasn't totally grossed out by the way that Indianapolis played offense last week. Uh, so I think they'll be able to put up some points and uh, I'm just hoping that CJ Stroud feels a little bit more comfortable and they played the Ravens last week. So yeah, they only put up nine points, but that Ravens defense is going to be pretty good, especially a first, first game in the NFL. Uh, and I don't like the Colts defense as much. So I was just surprised this one was only 39 based on what these two teams did last week. So I'll go over 39 in that game. Uh, Cole. Uh, I got green Bay Atlanta at 40 and a half. Um, I like both these offenses, especially if uh, uh, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones are playing. Even if one of them's playing, I think they can each score 20 points or three, four, five touchdowns total. So, uh, 40 and a half, Green Bay, Atlanta. Um, I got the Jets versus Dallas over for 38 and a half. I mean, it's going to be Zach Wilson's first start. So, like, will they put up many points? I don't know. But I think both defenses are good. But, like, Dallas might, in, like, the end, like, overpower, like, the Jets' defense, I think. So I think, like, a score of, like, 27-14 where it's, like, a six-point game with, like, two minutes left. 
and just like Dallas scores and makes it an over. So 27-14. I like it. Eli. My over is uh, Los Angeles Chargers versus the Titans over 45. Um, I'm not counting on the Titans to score a ton, but like I said, it's going to be like, it, it could be like 42 to 14 or something. I feel like um, I think the Chargers have potential to almost hitting this over on their own and the Titans getting a couple field goals, I think will help that. Um is that all the overs? Can yeah, you go to your under. All right. My under is uh, the Commanders versus the Broncos under 39. In my mind, these any game that these two teams are playing in individually is always going to be an under candidate, and they're playing each other. And so I, even though it's 39, which isn't a lot, that was a pretty easy under for me. Mitch, under. Uh, I got Chicago versus Tampa Bay under 41. Um Tampa Bay's defense will be able to shut down Chicago, and Chicago will kind of keep Tampa Bay like in like a low scoring. This might be a low keep scoring Tampa affair. At bay, sorry. What? <laughs> They'll keep Tampa at bay. That was just that came to mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to say that, but I was about to say like Tampa Bay at bay, and I was like, it's not. Doesn't sound right. Um, either way, I think it'll be like a twenty to thirteen game with Tampa Bay winning. So. That'll equal 33. Cool. Uh, I had Philly, Minnesota at 49. That did not hit. <laughs> I thought first half I looked great. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like my strategy. Last week it worked with the high offense Thursday night. People want to bet the over with fun teams. And uh, this one came to bite me in the butt. So I'll probably do it next week too. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, my under is San Francisco and the Rams at 44 and a half. I think San Francisco's defense is really good and they blew out a team last week and the total in that score was 37. So I can see kind of be something similar with this with the Giants or excuse me, the Niners put up, you know, 27, 28 points and they hold the Rams to 10 or so. So, uh, and then my primetime game, I'm going to go to New Orleans minus three against Carolina. I actually like the way the New Orleans looked and their defense can be pretty solid. I think it'll give Bryce Young some headaches and, uh, so going to Orleans minus three there. Cool. I have Miami minus two and a half. Me and Schneid both have that. Um, Eli also has Miami minus three. Oh, Eli has Miami minus three. Yeah, I was late though. So I, I have them at minus three. You guys have at minus two and a half. Yeah. Um, I think Miami is a better team than New England. Um, I think their offense keeps going against the Patriots. I think they're able to throw it all over the field and they win by four or five or six or seven. <laughs> all those words. More than 2.5 probably. More than 2.5. All right, I got Cleveland minus two and a half versus Steelers on the last game on Monday night, I think. Um, I think Cleveland's going to like play well for a second straight game, and then it might fall off after that, but I think they play well in this game. On the road against... was it When it was Cleveland-Cincinnati, was Cleveland away? Was it at Cincinnati or was it at Cleveland? I have no clue. Oh, last week? Yeah. It was Cleveland because the, the giant elf was on the field. Mm. Oh, okay. So, like, I mean, yeah. it'll be their first road game. I think they, like, win by, like, five, I'll say, and, like, look good. But then I think after that, it might not go well. But I think Cleveland. All right. 
and Eli again and Miami minus three. Yeah, Miami minus three. Um, honestly, the Patriots surprised me last week. I thought they were going to be pretty bad, and they actually didn't look terrible against the Eagles. But just kind of the way that this game's going to go, even if even if it's like not like score for score, like they're just scoring touchdowns every drive. Because I don't know if the Patriots can do that, but. I think it's going to be fairly close, but I think it's going to come down to like it's going to be it's going to come down to a touchdown and not a field goal. Like that's just kind of the way that Miami's going to win this game is they're not going to drive down the field and then kick a field goal. They're going to take a shot and get a touchdown somehow. And so that's kind of my rationale behind that pick. Just want to do a little bit of a immaculate grid. Sure. Uh, on air. Yeah. Why not? It's going to be really sure. embarrassing if we can't get anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, we went zero for nine. <laughs> uh, I got the football one up. So Dolphins three thousand yard passer, Chad Pennington. Ooh, I was thinking Tannehill because Marino and two are the obvious ones, yeah. right? What about Fitz? Fitz, I would not be surprised if he did it too. Three thousand isn't that much for a quarterback. Jay no. Cutler. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't do him. Chad Pennington for sure got it. It's just what his percentage seven. Okay, Go. okay, seven percent. Chad Pennington Falcons three thousand yards. I don't think Mariota did it last year. No. Ryan's the obvious one. Michael Vick, but he might be obvious too. Yeah. I think Brett Favre was... might be obvious Ooh. also. Did Brett Favre Brett get his did, rookie year? Did Brett do it? He was only there one year, right? Yeah. Ooh. Um. Michael Vick did not do it. Did you put him in? Yep. Oh, no. That's so tough. <laughs> uh, Mitch, gosh dang it. How is that possible? That's crazy. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Rams, 3,000 yards passer. Well, this is a dud of a segment now. <laughs> this is our last one we're doing. Um, Shows you we didn't look it up. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could do Goff, Stafford. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. I think those are the first three. Who uh, Who was right before Goff? Was it Bradford? Sam Bradford. What about Bradford? Ooh, let's do Sam Bradford. Try it. He did, 7%. Nice job. Seven for the kid. Okay, what about... I don't like doing the... The team ones on air are tough because it takes us usually a while. Baseball, Tigers, Silver Slugger. Miguel Victor Cabrera. Martinez. That's a, that's who I was thinking too, Victor what are Martinez. Prince, what about Prince Fielder too? I like Victor Martinez. Do you think he got it? DH. As DH? He did, 9%. Okay. Uh, Tigers MVP. Ty Cobb. Oh, Miguel, Miguel. Cabrera obviously did it. The Ver- oh, Verlander. What about Verlander? He won it one year. I did Ty Cobb. 8%. Okay. Yeah. Verlander good. is probably pretty high. Cardinals MVP. Pujols in there. Stan Usual. Yeah. Did he? I don't know. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Like I would assume he did, yeah. 17%. Good job. Uh, Silver Slugger Cardinals. Who's something other than other than Pujols? I mean, Matt Holiday. I was going to say. Um, is there another Cardinals... Goldschmidt and Arenado. Arenado probably did They it. both probably did it. But I think those are probably pretty high. Is there like a 2000s? Raphael for call. You get it? There's a Dodgers one too. Ooh. Dodgers Cardinals or Dodgers? No, Dodgers Silver Slugger. Andre Ethier. But don't did, did for call do it on the Dodgers? He was like the only shortstop in the NL for a while who like made all-star games. But... I mean, Matt Kemp probably did it for the Matt Dodgers. Kemp def- for call is a real sketchy pick. <sighs> I don't like for call. I I really want that's a really good percent. I would though. say Kemp might be like in the tens. Kemp? Yeah. Yeah, probably. What about Ethier though? 
I think Ethier did. Let's do Ethier. Shoot, did Don Mattingly? No, Don Mattingly was a Yankee. I don't know why I thought he was, he was a coach for the Dodgers. Yeah. So we're doing Ethier for Dodgers? Yeah, let's do it. Go for it. 3%. Nice. What about... Okay, there's two names I'm thinking of for Cardinals, Silver Slugger. Um, Yeti or Molina. Yeah, that that was one. Ozzy Smith. Oh, I don't like. I don't hate. I just the Silver Slugger. I, when does it start? It goes further back than that. Okay, then let's do Ozzy. I think. Or is Ozzy? Did he ever for win it? Or is just for deep? Because he defense is what he's known for. Two percent. Wow. I had him in an MLB The Show card, and I don't think it was a Silver Slugger card of his, but I remember like his stats weren't bad. Um, okay, Dodgers MVP. Kemp didn't win it. He never won it. Um, um, did Kershaw ever win it as a pitcher? I think so. Are you sure? Because Verlander won it. I mean, I know Cody Bellinger won it a couple years ago. Yeah, he'll be high. But his is probably the highest, yeah. I'm pretty sure... Pee-wee or Jackie Freeman? Robinson. Did Jackie Robinson do it? I don't know if he did it. Did Mookie or Freeman count if they won it for a different team? No, you have to for the awards. It has to be on the team. Sorry, Eli. This is pretty boring for you. No, it's okay. <laughs> Baseball. I, I think I think Kershaw did, and I honestly would not be surprised if Koufax did. Let's go, Koufax. Let's go for it. Nine percent. Nice. Look at that. Good job, boys. Eli, did you have any soccer ones? I was just looking at it. And these ones are they're always they're very broad. And so I can always get like a couple. I don't know if I'll ever be able to complete one though. Like the one I looked at the one today, one of the teams I didn't even recognize their like crest. <laughs> it's like like great, this is a good start. Yeah, it's like Barcelona, Inter Milan, like two of the most historical clubs, and then Udinese, which I've heard of, but I'm not gonna be able to name any of their players off rip. And then I'll, most of the ones I'm gonna remember are probably super high percentage anyway. So. All right, good pod, fellas. Ooh, Anything I else? I got a soccer one actually. Chile, um, FC Barcelona. Did you do Vidal or Sanchez? Vidal. Uh, I Whoa! Think, I know soccer. Listen to they this. Can both be used for Inter Milan too. I'm pretty sure. This is wild. At 24 years old, Justin Jefferson has more career receiving yards than any Bears and Bears receiver in team history. Jeez, that's wild. That's a real bummer for Bears. That's crazy. He's 24. <laughs> he's 20. He's your age, Jack, and he has more. He's a year older. Well, like around your age. I mean. All right. Anybody else got anything? Did we want to do our survivor picks? Oh, yeah. I don't have a survivor pick anymore. Same. Anymore? Me and Mitch and are out. Oh, we chose right. the Vikings. Yeah. We did choose the Vikings. Oh, well, then Reed doesn't have his, but I guess Cole and I can talk yeah. about ours. Uh, what do you have, Cole, for your survivor pick? I have pick? the Bills. You I think they're suck. down back this week. What do you have? Nice. I have the Chargers. Funny, Chargers man. against... Wow, Lions. minus three. You're going with them to win out. Like, that's a... I like it, Eli. They can't lose. <laughs> they can. Why did I say that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack... Mitch, do you guys have a survivor pick? Shut up, Cole. Yeah, oh, wait, no. You lost cool. week one. Wait. I chose your wait, team, Cole, from last year, and they... they. Or you didn't like the bike. No, I hated the bike. <laughs> that was my Oops. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ravens and Vikings are confusing sometimes. <laughs> Anybody else got anything? No. 
Rock the house. Rock the house. Rock the house. Rock the house.